Sengitamu, and welcome to the Pueblo Resilience Podcast. And today we have a really special episode. Um, we're joined by Josefina Villarreal, who is a tribal elder of the Pueblo of Puaque and the usher of many of our traditional dances. Um, and yes, I'm just so excited because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, just sort of how the Pueblo dances here in Puaque came to be and sort of how they found their way in Puaque. So yes, Josefina, Miss Villarreal, um, um, yeah, uh, just again, thank you for, for just giving me some of your time today. Um, it's my understanding that um, feast day kind of usually started before the dances actually did, right? Yeah, so, um, yes. so yeah, if you could just sort of kind of like start with that, I guess, and then just sort of walk me through with um, what was that first day uh, when the feast day started and, um, and yeah, just kind of continue on through there. Okay. Okay, uh, thank you, Kyle, for having me, uh, for interviewing me. I appreciate it. In the early 1950s, my mother, Feliciana Tapia Villarreal, was visited by some people from Hemos Pueblo. We heard a knock on our door, and uh, we were wondering who could be there. So she opened the door, and there were these three people, two men and a lady. And uh, the man says, Happy Guadalupe Feast Day. We came to eat. And my mom asked him, who are you? And he said, we are from Jemez Pueblo and we came to eat for your feast day. So my mom at that time was cooking uh, potatoes and beans and chili and making tortillas. And she told him, I am preparing lunch. So if you you know want to come in and wait, and the man said, yeah, we'll wait. So they walked in and they waited. and. They talked and all that, and they spent like three hours with uh, with us there, and um, they enjoyed the meal, and they came back again about for two more years, and and uh, again, they found my mom in the same situation, not quite ready to feed, but sh they would wait. And then after that, uh, well, my mom told my mother-in-law, Lorencita Romero, about them coming, and so they decided that they would start feeding every feast day. And that's how feeding started at our Pueblo again. It was just from those guys from Hamas yes. coming down and asking. Yes. And yeah, so I guess for people who don't know, Hamas also... Celebrates. Yeah, they also celebrate the Lady of Guadalupe, their patron saint. They share the same one as Puaque, yes. and they also celebrate on December 12th. Right, yeah. right, yes. Yes, and so anyway, they started to prepare the meals every day, I mean, every feast day, and um, thereafter, other tribal members, which we were just a few of us then, uh, started to prepare uh, traditional meals on December 12th. And it, it just we just got accustomed to doing that and it's been going on for since the early 50s, like I said. Mm -hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> in, in 20, In 1973, um, I was at my house, and <clears throat> my father-in-law, Tom Romero, and mother-in-law, Lawrence Romero, <clears throat> had their, uh, my mother-in-law's two sisters, uh, Barbarita Naranjo and uh, Sally Naranjo, and their brother-in-law, uh, John Naranjo, helping them paint their room walls. And... Uh, my mother-in-law went to my house 
to tell me that Uncle Joe wanted to talk to me. And I wondered why he wanted to talk to me, but anyway, we both went walking over to her house and walked in, greeted them, and I stood by the doorway and uh, Uncle Joe asked me, I remember so well how he looked up at me and real seriously asked me, Josie, he said, how would you like for your people to learn how to dance? And I said, oh, that would be nice. And, and I believe he told me that he could dance for your feast day. And I was so excited and I asked him, uh, well, who would teach us? And he said, I will, he said. And, and uh, I said, you will? And he said, yes, he said. And I'll also ask Kenneth Shupla and Joe Padilla to help me. And I said, oh, how, how nice. I told him and I went and I hugged him. I hugged all of them. We were all so happy and just very, very happy. And my father-in-law, Tom, was the governor at that time. I was a tribal secretary. And he told me to put myself on the agenda so that I could explain to the council what Uncle Joe wanted to help us with. Mm -hmm. So we went before the council and um, I gave my presentation. And uh, my mother-in-law made a motion that I start getting everything organized. My mother, Feliciana Tapia Virial, seconded the motion, and the vote was unanimous, and therefore they entrusted me with uh, getting everything getting everything ready, uh, contacting drummers, and mm -hmm. doing whatever we had to do. So that same day, my daughter, Laurieann, and I went to Santa Clara Pueblo to let Uncle Joe know about the council's decision. He was so very happy, and so were his wife and daughters who were there. And and then from there, uh, we went on to Kenneth Shupla's house, and um, he was so excited. He was even rubbing his hands with happiness. And uh, we, and then we went to uh, to uh, to Joe Padilla's house, and he was equally happy. He was very happy, and all they all they commented how happy they were that we had accepted mm -hmm. and all of it ended with hugs and happiness uh, for the commitment we had made to allow them to come and help us. So I set up the first meeting and uh, the men came and they talked to us and they started to teach us a dance at night and the following uh, dance practice they brought things, items with them, traditional items with them to show us what we need. And uh, eventually we all started making our own or buying from other uh, tribes, whatever. And then um, I had made, I make many trips to Albuquerque to buy some of the material that we needed to make, like the skunk skin uh, right, wraps, right. the uh, armbands and buffalo hides for the for the buffalo heads and helmets and just many things okay so we learned the comanche dance and um that year there was a a powwow at the pohuaca valley schools and none of our tribal youth had ever participated that i can recall and so that year the late mark duran and my uh, daughter Linda Martinez at the time uh, were in competition with three other couples. Uh, 
for those titles of prince and princess. And so they were so fortunate that they won first place. We were so very happy with that and it was really exciting. And then we also performed, they also had a competition for traditional dances and we performed the Comanche dance. And so we were also all excited when they announced that the Pueblo of Pohuaca had won first place mm -hmm. for their dance. And it was total excitement. And yeah, that was also when they had, that was the first dance you learned was the Comanche. Was that yes. also in s 1973? Yes. That, the year of that powwow? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was the first time we danced the Comanche dance. That was like around October, I believe. And, um, yeah, and, and so uh, we continued to practice. We practiced quite frequently. And that was the first year that we also danced for our feast day. Mm -hmm. uh, we celebrated the Mass down at Our Lady of Guadalupe Church. And then uh, we uh, came to the Pueblo, danced there, and, and uh, we had many people present. Uh, some, and I'm going to be honest enough to say, some of them were in there to, to express happiness for us. <laughs> some were there to criticize, and and some of them uh, curiosity, I guess. But we were able to handle everything, and uh, we continued dancing. And up to this day, we we still dance, mm -hmm. and so um, we have succeeded a lot with our dancing, and. Um, the dance, like I said, uh, Santa Clara taught us was uh, the Comanche dance. And later on, um, later on, uh, the two men from Nambuy Pueblo, Severo Leon and uh, Oh my gosh. Severo Leon and um, Um, so, where would you guys practice? Because the kiva wasn't built yet, right? Okay, no. We practiced in the tribal council chambers and also at the uh, Head Start building. All oh, right, right. Okay, I'm sorry, Severo and Moses Pena. Came, those, are, those are the guys from Nambe? Came from Nambe Pueblo okay. and joined the Santa Clara men in helping uh, with with the singing and dancing, and they taught the belt dance. Oh, okay. So from there, later on, the the Okeowinge, uh, uh men uh, and well, Andy Garcia asked me also if they could come and help, and I told him uh, that it would be okay, and I let my council know about you know these men wanting to help, and they approved it. So Andy Garcia brought Cipriano Garcia, Peter Garcia, Joseph Trujillo, and Carpio Trujillo. They all came to help us to learn other dances, which were the butterfly, eagle, and buffalo dances. 
and uh, the deer dance. Nambe also helped us with the deer dance. Some of their young men came to help with that dance. And uh, so we started that and uh, uh, Peter Garcia blessed us by um, uh, writing uh, some buffalo songs for the Pueblo of Pohuaque. He wrote them and he recorded them and uh, we made copies to give to all tribal members who wanted a copy of the recording and mm -hmm. to use to practice whenever we didn't have uh, uh, practice at the Kiva or at the daycare center. So it, we were really blessed by all these people that were willing to help us. We also had a man from uh, Sanai who helped us, Mr. Martinez. I don't remember his first name, but he also helped us on many occasions. And um, eventually, our own tribal men are now drumming for us. Mm -hmm. It's so wonderful to have our own men drumming for us after all the assistance given to us by the other men. And on occasion, we still have some men from other pueblos that come to help uh, with the drumming and singing for our feast day dances. Um, we also, at this time, many of our, or several of our people had their traditional Indian names, but once our kiva was built, um, we got our medicine men, uh, Santa Clara, San Juan, to give traditional names to our, our people who wanted a name. And so now I guess the majority of our people in the Pueblo have their traditional Indian name, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are going by their traditional name uh, whenever, uh, whenever they, I guess, uh, I guess just, they just use their traditional name. And um, it's very, it's a great blessing for us to have all this done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it really sounds like it was a, a really big group effort to to bring the dances to Pawaka, you know, um, there was sort of like that initial help that, that came, but then um, other tribes also wanted to like help, which is really, really cool to hear. You know, that's something that I didn't really know growing up um, that like, yeah, I mean, of course, like, like, like Nambe and San Juan, you know, and, and Santa Clara, but like, you know, they all really wanted to just like help and like share dances and, you know, keep them, keep them alive. You know, that's really, that's really, really awesome. Yes. And, um, the other thing uh, that uh, the men from, well, like I said, Santa Clara helped us a lot when we first started with all our traditional wear. And also the men from um, uh, Okewinge, we gathered at the Senior Citizen Center along with my mother Feliciana and my mother-in-law Lorencita. And, and they brought <clears throat> arrows that they had already made. We had to paint them and we helped them make the helmets. Uh, I purchased helmets to make the buffalo heads. And we make more of the ankles, skunk skin wraps. And um, we did the armbands. And we made uh, many of them, many, many of them. And, and eventually after um, our kiva was built, uh, all these were taken to the kiva and kept there. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it was very nice that we had all these items ready for people who didn't have the traditional items uh, to wear that they were available there for them. Um, also, uh, 
it was just so nice to have our two elderly lady help us with this uh, preparation. And um, I, uh, I'm glad I was instrumental in giving the honor, I'm going to say it was a great honor, one of the greatest honors I've ever had by my tribal council to, uh, to help with facilitating all of this uh, for our Pueblo. Mm -hmm. And I continue to do so, and I did this for many, many years, and I continue to do so until our, uh, our Kiva was built, and then I did work a little bit uh, uh, with the Kiva area, but after a while I decided it was time for me to to withdraw and let our men take care of whatever had to be done. So I retired from that, but I'm still always willing to help. I've made leggings and other traditional clothing for some of my family members. Mm -hmm. And also um, on, uh, also uh, on, on our, we had a, f a priest at our Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in Pahuake. His name was uh, uh, Tom Zotter. He has passed away since. And one day he called me and he asked me if, how I felt about us having feast day masses at our Pueblo. And I said, oh, that would be wonderful. I told him, let me talk to my council. And again, my council approved it. And I contacted Father Zotter and he was so excited that we were going to do that. So again, I was entrusted by the council to start preparations to have start having masses at our Pueblo. So I was responsible for getting the priest, uh, uh, informing the priest uh, about our feast day masses, vespers, and mm, right, and right. also the, the setting up of the altar, buying what I needed for the altar, and making the, the, ta the cloth for the altar, the altar cloth, and uh, just getting uh, people who sang to come in and sing for our masses. We had Melissa Salazar Porter. We had the the Tewa uh, choir from Okeowinge. And we had others, uh, uh, other people that came in and sang or offered to come in and sing. They were so excited for us. So we continued and then eventually um, my sister and I started a project of Our Lady of Guadalupe Dream Chapel, which we started because my mom always wanted a chapel or a church built in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So mm -hmm. my sister called me to go to her house and she wanted to talk to me and I went, not knowing what she wanted. And uh, so I went over and she told me, uh, she asked me, she said, you know, she asked me, um, remember Mama always wanted a chapel or a church built in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe? And I told her, yes. And so she said, what do you think? She says, how about uh, you and I start raising money to get the chapel built? And I said, oh man, that sounds like fun. I told her, let's do it, I told her. So we wrote a letter to the council telling them about our, our uh, what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so the council approved uh, what we requested to start raising money to build the chapel. And we did that. We had uh, yard sales. We had, well, 
we had a flea market down at the Pueblo Plaza going for all summer, one summer. And we had um, bingo at the church, our later Guadalupe Church uh, uh, reception area. We sold raffle tickets and we got many, many monetary donations and even items for our raffles, everything. People were just wonderful. They were just so excited along with us. And they were just as excited when our chapel finally got built, mm -hmm. which we now use for our uh, feast day uh, mass uh, services. It's, it's really very nice and the Archbishop has also blessed it. And I just give thanks that my brother Jacob was still alive and when our uh, the grounds were blessed for the where the chapel was going to be built, right, right, and um, and he was very instrumental in helping with uh, a lot of the planning and fundraising, and we were fortunate that the state of New Mexico has a um, an item on their uh, budget to where they help traditional uh, with traditional. Uh, uh, structures or other traditional uh, things that our Native American people may need and we were fortunate to get a couple of grants from them to help towards the construction of the chapel mm -hmm. and um, uh, several of our uh, well a few of our uh, tribal member young men uh, Andres Fierro uh, my grandson Emilio Gonzalez and uh, I believe it was Idak Fierro, I'm not too sure. But we had a, a few of our tribal members who helped uh, with the construction of the building along with the contractor. Mm -hmm. And um, I've noticed now that our chapel has been used in different places, asking people where is this chapel located? And I, I think very few people know where it's located, but we have it there. And. Um, it's just been wonderful what has uh, transpired here in our Pueblo. Our yeah. dances, our feeding, and our church, uh, our chapel, and and all the people that have come to participate and enjoy what we are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I just like imagine back in 1973, like looking at the plaza and just like seeing maybe just the tribal council building there or the tribal council chambers I should say mm -hmm. and um and just the early childhood center and and like just how small and like barren it must have looked um but like yeah I mean like you're saying like over the years you know now we have a kiva built um we've we've expanded our tribal council chambers um now and we have the chapel now there too so like our plaza has has grown as well mm -hmm. um and I just want to say like I really appreciate your hard work back then of um, of just taking on the responsibility that was just given to you, you know what I mean? Um, because like for myself, it was always just like normal, like dancing and feast day and feeding and stuff like that. It was always just like normal. Um, it was just something that I, had, I just grew, grew up with. Um, and, I, and I really cherished that, that tradition, that heritage. Um, you know, it made me feel really connected to my to my native side of, of my family and um and i don't know just it just made our our beliefs our lifestyle our identity all that more just like pal palpable and like obvious and like you know um just really connected 
Um, so yeah, I just want to say like thank you because I mean I I could definitely just imagine how much of a hard work, it, how much hard work it was um, because like even now like it's a lot of work to get ready for feast day. You know what I mean? Um, so I can imagine back then you know your first year you don't really know what you're doing or like you're just trying to get everything together. You know, giving rides to all the drummers and trans trans transporting them back and forth. Um, I can just imagine how much how much work it was back then um, to like actually start everything. Um, because it is so much work now just to keep continuing it. Um, so, so yeah, I just want to say just thank you. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, so, um, and yeah, and, and, and I bet it's even crazy too that like, you know, that, that camaraderie that you were talking about in the beginning of, um, you know, different tribes, different men from different tribes coming and sharing their dances and like just helping us with drumming and singing and stuff like that. Um, you know, that hasn't stopped. You know, we have like the Lawrence family, um, Steve Lawrence and um, Nakota Lawrence, who came to Puake a couple years ago, I think back in 2014 or 2013. Um, and they ended up bringing the hoop dance to Puake. And now we perform the hoop dance for our summer feast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like that, that same spirit has continued of like of our, of our people, you know, wanting to keep these other dances alive, wanting to still learn as much as we can. And um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just really it's just really beautiful to see. Yes, to me, it has been a great honor that my tribal council, from the year nineteen seventy three, had entrusted me with all all this um, beautiful work and blessed work that I that I did to help bring back dances to help bring back masses at our, our um, ch at church at our pueblo mm -hmm. and just preparing everything was I mean to me it was like nothing I mean it was probably hard work but I guess I was so excited that I uh, I found I didn't have time to think about getting tired it was just such a blessing and um I can say now that uh, we started off with just a f very few dancers maybe 25, 30 or so dancers, mm -hmm. and um, like I said, uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but uh, for our powwow at the school, we dressed, uh, we didn't have enough boys to dance, mm -hmm. so what we did was the drummer said, uh, we'll dress some of the girls as boys, and, um, and we thought it was so funny, and they said, it'll be okay, no one will know. So anyway, um, we, we dressed some of the girls at, as boys. Yeah. And now these young ladies are mothers and grandmas. And it's, it's just like, um, I don't know, it's funny. It's funny and it's not funny, but it's amazing how all this has um, taken place. Right. And We've definitely adapted, adapted yeah. really well and have grown so much since then. Yeah. Yeah, but now we don't need girls to dance for us anymore. We just did that one year, so uh, to dance as boys, we have our plenty of boys now to to dance and and help and do whatever is needed. And our men work really hard. Uh, Adam Duran and our other past uh, uh, casino. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kiva men. Yeah, war chiefs. War chiefs. Yeah. Uh, have all of our war chiefs have been just excellent are the late Charlie Tapia the late um, Mario Duran mm -hmm. and uh, and now uh, Adam 
has been our war chief for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just wonderful to have all of our Kiva men and, and uh, you know, help them as much as we can when possible. Yeah, so, and, uh, and it's like, um, so 1973 was when that kind of started. Um, so that means that it's about 48 years, yeah, 48 years strong that we've been dancing. And um, I mean, of course, with, with COVID, we have, we've had to adapt with, st- with stuff like that. But, um, but no, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, 48 years strong is like, it's a pretty great track record. And I mean, it's only going to keep, it's only going to continue to grow. Um, and yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier that now we have our summer feast, you know, not only do we celebrate our patron saint on December 12th, but we also have our, our people's day where we celebrate, you know, the, the fact that we're alive and here and, and, you know, we're a small Pueblo, but you know, we're really, we're really mighty, you know, despite our smallness. Um, do you have a favorite dance? I love all of them because they were all so special. Uh, they were all so special for us when we first started dancing. So they're all my favorite. And one thing I more I'd like to mention is that a lot of our tribal members have learned to speak our language, the Tewa language, and uh, we have Sam Katnak now as our mm-hmm. uh, director for that program. And we've also had other years where we've had Tewa classes. And we're just so fortunate that our younger generation, our preschool children and everybody are learning the language. And uh, a lot of our people, some can pick, uh, speak it fluently now. Some are still learning, but we're still learning from our dancing to our traditional feeding to our language. And I think we will continue to prosper mm-hmm. with all the support that our tribal people have uh, to keep our Pueblo going and uh, making it a great Pueblo for us to live and continue to survive in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm just super thankful to those people from Hamas who came down to your house that that random, or I guess it wasn't random, but just that day um, to say, or, you know, December 12th of like, hey, you know, we're just we're just here to eat, you know, we're here to celebrate, we're here to, um, I don't know, it just it just started so much, you know, and, and back then it was probably just a just a regular normal day, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, like you're saying, it's it's led to to so much like to so much, you know, it's led to like our strongest, our strongest like characteristic as Native Americans, the fact that we celebrate uh, this patron saint on December 12th. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's just, I, to me, it's just one of our most defining characteristics as Native American people. Um, and, and yeah, just, you know, it started so small and, and I mean, I don't know, I'm just thankful to, and, and also for like my little brother, for example, like now he's going to also grow up into this environment that cherishes culture and has like and has dances and has songs um, and ceremony and then you know also for all of the you know super young children and you know the unborn grandchildren and stuff like that you know they're gonna be able to grow up in that kind of environment where they can feel connected to their native identity and um, and you know really like you know like really um, practice our our beliefs you know not just talk about them but to actually practice them and to and to dance and stuff like that so so yeah i mean if if i haven't given you enough compliments already i just want to say again uh thank you just you know kunta woha i I mean just from from a grandson to a grandmother i really do i really do appreciate it thank you very much and whenever we start our dancing again 
you are welcome to come to our Pueblo and join us, and you're welcome to come in at my house. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, anybody who's, um, who's listening to this, I mean, along with the dances, the biggest part of feast day is eating and... Um, Attend our mass. Yeah, and attending mass, yeah. Um, so, so yes, if you know Josefina, if you know where she lives, you're more than welcome to come for, for feast day and to eat all the food that you possibly can and enjoy the dances, enjoy mass. And, um, and yeah, just, just yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, do, do you have any like parting words or any parting messages that you want to say before before we close before we close out? All I can say is that I am so very happy that my grandson is progressing and learning everything he can regarding our, our pueblo doings and everything. And um, I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of all our people in our pueblo. And I pray for them every day that we all will continue with good health, happiness, and loving one another. Uh, and God bless all of you out there also. Be safe wherever you may go, wherever you may travel. Take care. Ooh, thank you.